All right, welcome into the BFR podcast presented by Sports Mockery. My name is Dave. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dave underscore BFR. I cover the Bears for sportsmockery.com. I'm joined by my good friend, Ficky. Uh, you can follow him on all socials at It's Ficky Baby. Uh, you can follow the pod on all socials as well, BFR underscore pod. Bears win 27-16. I, I, I don't know if you want to say this feels like a win. I kind of want to get your thoughts on it, Ficky. Um, first of all, I just want to say shout out to Cole Komet. Career game. I mean, he was aiming at was almost great. 200 yards. I uh, hate that he got hurt and had to leave early, but wanted to give him some love, his flowers, because man, he is just an, um, he's just an awesome tight end as far as uh, his growth this season. So start oh, the yeah. pot off with some positives. I know the bears won, but how are you feeling, man? Uh, I mean, it, we went against, we talked about, this is like the what 32nd ranked D, uh, team defense DVOA. So in essence, it's the worst defense in the league 31st in, you know, their past defense. And, Fields didn't shine numbers wise as much. Let's put it this way through the air, right? I would like to see more, right? But I think there's a bigger issue than just the fields passing, and it might be the Luke Getzey play calling. And also, right, and this is not uh resolving uh fields from the interception he threw in the end zone, which is you can't do that, right? Under threw him, that was a bad ball, but. If you take that away, Fields still like I still wasn't blown away, not necessarily by him, but I'm like, why don't we take advantage of this weak defense, right? Now the running game we did, right? I think overall as a team, I think the offense played well. The defense pretty much kept them in check, right? I think overall it was a good team win, but I think why we may not feel so excited about it is because the one guy, the one question that we've talked about from week one, you know, is Justin Fields the guy? I don't know if we felt so confident. That he is. For me, it just confirmed what we already knew about him. Dude's electric when he runs. I mean, I if if we if we lose fields, I'm gonna miss those type of plays because that man can scramble. He's getting through the tiniest of holes. I mean, that big run he had where he broke like three, you know, tackles. Like that stuff we've always known and we love that about fields, but it, we still haven't seen that passing game. And then another thing, right? We talked about Luke Getzey, obviously fields, but what more? Uh, Mo- Moore was obviously out. DJ was out, you know, injured, like, from the second play of the game. So, he wasn't really healthy when he was in there. And then also, like, where is any of his other, like, help? Like, other than Cole, right, which he got in the first half, once Cole was out of the game, I'm like, who is Fields trying to – every person he tried to pass to where he even threw, like, a decent ball, you know, defender was right there or he didn't come down with the catch. And it's just like, again, what, Mooney had, what, two catches maybe? Like it's, I, I don't know. So it, it, again, it's, I feel like it's just another game where all these questions about like, well, does he have enough weapons? Uh, it can fields win the game in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? It, none of that got answered. So we're kind of stuck here again, being like, Hmm, this feels the yeah, guy. Let me, I don't know. <laughs> that's so that's the big question. So Cole Komet read, led the receiving room with 107 yards. He had four receptions and he didn't play the second half. Uh, DJ Moore, three receptions for 18 yards. Roshan Johnson, three receptions for 16. Robert Tunyon, one for 14. Khalil Herbert, one for nine. And then you get to Darnell Mooney, and that's a problem. That's an issue. We've talked about it last pod. We've t- kind of talked about it all year as far as his his down season or down last two seasons, And, and to be honest. Uh, but two receptions for five yards, it's not good enough, man. Um, but shout out to Mercedes Lewis. Uh, he's what fifty years old. Just got another touchdown in the league. Yeah, that, was, um, that, was, that, was good. that play, that play though, right there. That's a play where you're like, wow, that's the hell field of a play by Fields. Yeah, I mean, extending oh the play. Gosh, like 
beautiful, I t- bro. Yeah, I tweeted that. Of course, there was, you know, some comments like, oh, you know, what did he really do? But for real, I mean, the way that he extended that and then, you know, whipped the ball to Mercedes Lewis in the back of the end zone was, um, I like that play. It was kind of downhill from there, though. I, I For me, Justin Fields, he was 15 to 27 for 170 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. And then he had um, almost another 100 yards on the ground. So nine carries, 97 yards. Uh, about 10 and a half, almost 11 yards of carry, and they had one touchdown as well. Crazy he also had a 33-yard run taken off the board. That really yeah. pissed me off, they, that phantom hold on Lucas Patrick. And Lucas Patrick, he he's, he can be bad, but to call that, that – wasn't. And, and I'm not even – we can't even bring up the play, but most Bears fans that watch this game, which, you know, um, it's crazy time slot. I know we talked about 325. It's just Why do we have that? Yeah, 425 so for the odd. Eastern folks like me. It I'm really like, kind of pisses are we in, me off. Why are we in prime time? We're not This is Listen, these are yeah. this is two top uh top 5 or bottom 5 teams in the league. Why are they in the prime time slot? Yeah. NFL. What but is it, this? But to call that right there and, and that's 33 yards taken back and I think he had another 10 or 11 yard run that was negated for another hold. Um Braxton Jones went down I think as well. Um yeah. overall Vicky though just I can get into some. Uh, I'm gonna throw. I guess I'll throw some more stats out here. Khalil Herbert. I was very, very. He looked very healthy finally, which is awesome. But he yeah, had 20 carries like for Herbert 112 yards, uh, almost six yards a carry. Um, and then Roshan Johnson had 37 yards on nine carries. And then Baylor Stones Jr. had a little sweep for about four yards. So <laughs> overall, I want to. I guess we'll start with Justin because that's that's the key here. We got two games left. The biggest question mark is the quarterback heading into the offseason. What they're going to do? Did he check the box today? Uh, I mean, I guess it's different because my expectations were like, I want you just to go crazy, but like, did he have a bad game? No, he did what he needed to do. His first three drives were fantastic. They were up 21 to zero. So it's not like he had a bad game. He had the one bad interception after he made an amazing run. Right. So I think he still checks the box, but like the fan in me and the excitement wanted him to go off like crazy. Right. So I mean, I guess it's the perspective you're looking at, but I think like if I take if I were to step back and be like, yeah, he did what he needed to do. He basically played a pretty good game from a turnover perspective, not till late, right in the fourth quarter. He made good reads. He got the ball to where he needed to. He doesn't have his two biggest Cole Komet and DJ Moore, his biggest weapons of the season. Both of them were not in the second half. So, you know. I would say it was a check. It just wasn't like something I'm like super excited about. You know, it wasn't like some of his other boxes that were checked, but I don't look at this objectively and go, you played a bad game. Cause he did it. he made a bad play. Like that interception was bad, but let's just imagine, right? Let's say, let's say he didn't score there, which is fine. Let's say instead he, they just got three points. Right. So, you know, again, you'd be like, okay, you didn't get a touchdown there. It wasn't exciting, but we got points. We won by 10 still. Right. I would still feel the same. It'd be like, yeah, he still didn't get a dash up or sorry, gash up this team for like 300, 400 yards, which I was expecting. Right. We both said, Hey, you should get like a 300 yard passing game. But thinking about the web, the basically the loss of Cole Komet and DJ Moore, I don't care what you said. We just talked about how Darnell Mooney is non-existent. Well, that's now your wide receiver one. That's your option one. So in the second half, it made sense why when they started to go to passing, nobody's open. I saw a graphic they posted on, I think it was this on Fox. I can't remember, but it was Darnell Mooney's that one year he broke out. Right. So it was like, a, he had like 1,096 yards in the past two seasons. He's had like nine, it was like 900 yards. 
Like that's that's horrible, bro. That is horrible. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's not. It's it almost added, how I feel about this game almost makes me think. Like I could I could go either way. Like we talk about that QB meter, right? I could look at this and go, well, maybe Caleb Williams does like that crazy yardage game. But then I could also go, man, if you got like Marvin Harrison Jr. or Malik Neighbors in here or Brock Bowers, Fields would go off because look what he did in the first half with his weapons. You know what I mean? So. I think what you said earlier and what I said previously, and I'll stop talking here in a second, but about how it didn't really move the needle either way. Like the questions we still had are still unanswered. I think that's where I'm at. And it kind of sucks because, you know, we only have two, what, two more games left for that needle to be kind of pushed drastically. So I don't know. How, how are you feeling about it, though, in his performance? I'll be honest. I have such mixed feelings on this. Um, with Justin because you're playing the the worst defense in the NFL and you throw for 170 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I love the rushing today. 97 yards should have been over 100 if, you know, a couple penalties didn't weren't called. But for me, it's like it's just so frustrating because he does not have a lot of help at points. Like DJ Moore still does not seem healthy. He just doesn't. Like well, last week, I mean, you've seen it last week. But he's still – he's coming out. He's healthy enough, I guess, to play, to test it. Or You know, I don't feel like the coaching staff – the Bears aren't in a – they're not in a hunt for the division. Sure, they might be in the hunt, in hunt graphic, but what, 7 5% chance of making the playoffs? So I don't yeah. feel like he'd be out there if he wasn't 90%, you know, at least. But outside of DJ Moore, I mean, Komet was having a great game. So perhaps this looks different if Komet really doesn't go down and isn't, isn't able to play because he was a mismatch for the Cardinals. He was – He's a top five tight end, in my opinion. He's really making the case just maybe even more. He's just so, so electric. And that play where Justin heaved at like 60 yards and Komet came back to the ball, which Mooney needs to take some notes there because it's so frustrating. So many times, I think twice today, Mooney could have came back to the ball. And it's like he's just so lackadaisical, almost lazy with his – his routes and his ability to kind of finish a play because that's what he used to be known for so i'm like as this injury base like that's what i'm saying it just feels like something no no i think he's just i think the league caught up to him and i think there's just i don't know man it it is such a fall off but back again to the weapons it's like marvin harrison jr i was watching the 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 vikings game with nick mullins and i'm like this mullins obviously had a he didn't have a good game either uh and the game ended up uh against the lions ended up throwing a game-ending interception but before that he just threw it up to justin jefferson who made an insane insane catch and i'm like that's why you get marvin harrison jr in my opinion because of a guy like that you pair him with justin who has his flaws yes like that throw if he didn't make that interception this game would feel a lot better because he's likely like you said they finished with points a field goal or perhaps he gets another touchdown or maybe the, the bears run game that was my bold prediction, I think, almost came through here. I think, yeah, yeah, it did. I said 125 rushing yards or something like that Fields from the back. <laughs> yeah. But all in all, it's like that interception, you take that away, uh, you feel a lot better here. It's, you know, two touchdowns, zero interceptions at worst. But for me, it's the, the 15 to 27, 170 yards. It's just like it's, it's frustrating because he's under he's under 200 now for like, what, two straight games, three straight games? Yeah. That's almost unacceptable in 2023. Like as far as an NFL quarterback, I know he threw you, you throw in another hundred yards. That's 270 total. I don't know. 
It's like, is that enough? Is his passing good enough to compete for a division, to compete for the NFC? But then I just don't the, know right the now. Flip side, on the flip, I, I agree though. I agree, but then also it's like I, I, I'm trying to make sure that I'm, we're not too much of a stat chaser in that essence, right? Like he needs 100 yards, he needs 50, but you would like to see more passing. But it's, I still I think, know, right, man. that it's you don't have the wet. Like, look at the first half. If you ended the game at half, you'd have been like Fields is on, like that's the guy, right? He literally DJ Moore doesn't play in the second half. Like at all, like he has like two plays, and then in the uh, Cole Komet has, I mean, and Cole's out the whole second half too. So, look, we talked about. I mean, you take on um on most teams. Look at Patrick Mahomes right now, right, and how they, the Chiefs have been struggling. You take away your weapons, right? It's hard to it's hard to win. It's hard to it's hard to win. Like that, it's a team sport, right? So I think it'd be different if it was this, right? If we if the first half looked like the second half where Fields just never got it going, then I'd be like, okay, something's up. Like you're playing the worst defense. You didn't do anything. But what I saw was first half you had it going. You had your weapons. Second half you lose your weapons. Look what happens, right? Obviously, it's harder to move it down the field. You're throwing to Valus Jones on a 30-yard streak. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, it's I mean, DJ Moore's, we talk about how highly we rank dj Moore, top five wide receiver you take that away it's hard to then evaluate you completely right now like the interception of course that's on you and i'm not arguing that but i just think it i don't feel like he did bad i just feel like it was a game of two halves because of the injuries that came up right and so because of that and then also they started because of that they also started playing conservative in the second half we were running the ball a whole lot more like all the time right and then, which we barely talked about earlier, but like Luke Getze, like that also doesn't help. It doesn't help when you have drives that are killed because of dumb play calls, right? Or, which I think this is the biggest thing that pisses me off with Luke Getze is his short down yardage plays. When it's third and one, fourth and one, fourth and inches, whatever it is, I'm like, I'm more scared there than I am on like a third and seven. Because a third and seven or a third and long, I'm like, Fields could break loose and get a first. On third and short or fourth and short, I'm like, Fields may not even be touching the ball. Oh, we're about to pull out some random-ass, wild-ass play that we haven't seen yet. That It'd be different if it was like when Nagy would do that, uh, uh, they would hit more. So like, I'd be like, okay, you know what? I see why you keep going to it because once in a while those will hit. With Getsy, they barely hit. And he keeps pulling them out. I'm like, why don't we do just the regular tush-push with our quarterback who is 6'3", 220 or i think you may have tweeted this i saw other people tweeting this if you're trying to evaluate your quarter this quarterback for the season why in those in those game changing moments why would the ball not be in his hands so either you do the safest route which is like a sneak or like just a, you know a push up the middle or you go the other route where you put it on your quarterback but instead you you keep crafting these weird plays where your quarterback doesn't even touch the ball and then we don't get the first down. We this goes all the way back to what, what was that the uh, the Packers game week one. There was I think the first drive, the third and sh- third and one we didn't get it became fourth and short, and then we went for it and then didn't get it either. So it's been an ongoing. Obviously, I think most fans know about this, but like it's been an ongoing like issue with him in these short yardage plays. So yeah, it's just I think I think what's tough about this game 
and a lot of games, there's so much blame to go around. It's hard to evaluate exactly where. It's like either Fields plays well, there's bad play calling, or the defense is bad. Or it's like the defense plays well, Fields plays bad, right? Or it's like Fields plays well, but he doesn't have his weapons. People are injured, and it's never like a a, a perfect scenario where you can look and go, you know what? That's because Fields did it. Fields put the team on his back. He did everything he needed to. There's only been like a couple games like that, so that's why it's hard. No, I um, I agree with a lot of that. I, I see a lot of comments here. Hey, the Bears won. You know, we should be happy. Bears won. I'm seeing a lot of that, and absolutely. I mean, it's just it's a weird scenario because you're not playing for the playoffs. Obviously, would love to. We both, or at least I, I know I want to. I feel you. You probably feel the same way. I want the Bears to kind of end on a. A three-game win streak. That'd of be like course. five out of the last seven. Especially the Packers. Go to, going to Lambo. Yeah, that's a huge game right there. <clears throat> um, oh, this is so funny. So Chicago Bears. I'm just going off from here. Uh, running back Clear Herbert got selected to do a post-game drug test after finishing the day with a season <laughs> high 112 rushing yards. Of course. Yeah, oh, that's of too course. funny. That's the NFL for you. Oh man, I'm you just have gonna... a great game, and you have a great game, and then they just uh, they ask you to pee in a cup. So. That's how that I got to I want to share the little this is from uh see if we can highlight it here for our Apple Spotify listeners what I'm doing is I'm just showing the he has basically a blue paper that's with some tape to his locker <laughs> with a drug test that's just too funny to me but um all in all I, I don't want to be too harsh just because I, you're right the Bears did win today um we haven't gotten a lot of those understand that but at the same time it's like I expect a little – I just expected more from the offense. And I understand people were banged up. I get that. But at the end of the day, Kyler Murray threw for like 230, two touchdowns. Again, some of that in garbage time. So I'm just – I'm happy the Bears won. Um, more more, more happy, which is weird. I mean, the Packers won, really helped the Bears as far as draft Barely. odds, keeping that number one pick. Yeah, Jeez. that was a close one. Um, <laughs> which Tyson Bajan actually beat the Panthers, you know, and the fact that Jordan Love was struggling like that, that's interesting. Um all in all, though, well, I guess the, outside of Justin Fields, who, again, it, it's bittersweet. You, you want him to really check boxes and, and really make plays uh, or make it make a case for him to stay and make a solid one. Because right now I just feel like it's up and down, and it doesn't yeah. help that you talked about it. Luke Getze is making this very unclear because he's not helping Justin in some of these instances. And then also Justin has left some throws out there. But, again, Mooney – not coming back to the ball. DJ Moore not looking 100% like himself. All in all, I think that there's a lot more positives, um, but they're, the quarterback part is is still so so foggy. Um, but the Bears' defense, I think, is legit. I think they have so many good pieces. Um, a pretty – I don't know. How would you how would you say their performance was today? Like I, I felt like it was pretty damn strong. Did, they had maybe they some – they they didn't get as many turnovers, but like they did, mm -hmm. they forced so many three and outs. I think they did a pretty good job. They had Crazy. like a one. They really went on like one big play, which was the one where Justin Jones dropped back in the coverage again, and James Conner got that one on the uh, in the first half. And I benched <laughs> him in fantasy, dude. Like I, I was like, I have a, I have a, like a surplus of running backs, and I was like, you know, for sure the Bears defense is going to stop the run. James Conner, not a big receiving back for the most part. Right. We talked about in the pregame or the preview pod. And of course, he has a receiving touchdown and uh, a big one too. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. yeah, big one. But but yeah, I think overall, like I think the defense did well, and that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not negative. Let's put this. Let's let's let me take a step back here first. 
I'm not negative about the game and the results. I'm happy that we won. Of course, I'm always happy about that. But these next games don't still don't answer the question that not even what me and Dave want to know, what Ryan Poles has to know. Because at the end of the day, right, the Packers beat the Panthers. We still have the number one pick. If if we didn't have the number one pick, like let's say our pick's eight, right, Dave? I guarantee I would just t- walk away from this game because we know Fields is mo- our guy moving forward. Like it'd be locked in. I'd be like, you know what? It's fine. It wasn't his best game, but he'll play better moving forward. Like, you know what I mean? The the narrative about the quarterback is different when it's like, this is who we know we're going to have. We still don't know that. So we have to grade every game. It's not just like, oh, how did the team do? It's literally how did QB1 do? Because this might be his last season as a Chicago Bear. So that's why it may feel a certain way. Of course, we're happy about the win. That's exciting. But like Dave said, it doesn't, this win, other than like teaching like a winning culture in the locker room, which is also good, it doesn't do anything from like, it's not like we're getting to the playoffs, right? So it doesn't, the win doesn't necessarily carry over other than like it teaches a winning culture. Now, I will say this though. I'm pretty impressed that this team has won six games. For a team last year that won three, I predicted we'd what win seven to start the season. We're literally on pace to eat. We could get nine, right? For me, that's a successful season. Maybe that's enough where Fields is the quarterback, but to go from three to nine, that's a margin of plus six. There's not many teams that go plus six in a margin over one season. That doesn't happen that often. I think the record's like eight, right? So like we're definitely up there in a good area. Like this team as a whole, defense, offense, as you know, they're they're gelling and they're playing better. The, the run game is looking good. The pass block is looking better. Fields had a better year this year than last year. Defensive line is obviously improved, right? Just with Monta Sweat alone. And the defenses look great. And the same with the secondary. So I think overall, my view is like a positive, a positive viewpoint, other than like how I'm pinpointing or being nitpicky about how QB1 played today. But I think that's just because we want to we want him to play well. So then we don't have to always worry about what we're going to do moving forward. You know what no, I mean? But I think there is a po- there is some positives. It's just so brutal. Like this quarterback comp question, you know, this, this topic is just so exhausting already. But at the end of the day, the Bears are in such a good spot. They're not um, – there'd be so – there's probably about – there's so many other fan bases that would love to be where the Bears are at right now. Uh, the questions that we have, they would love to have those just because we have the, the the answers. We have the capital. We have the draft capital. We have the the cap space. At the same time, I'm fine with either route right now that they go with. If Brian Poles and this and the, and this team, they believe that hey, you know Caleb Williams, Drake May, we believe we can win with with this kid that he's special and that he is he will be an upgrade eventually. Then they gotta they gotta stick with their gut. And they got to make that call because that's going to be their legacy, at least for Ryan Poles yeah. and his staff that he's brought in. But I trust them to do that. With Justin, if they decide to go with him, stick with him, trade back, get Marvin Harrison Jr., get some weapons and build around him so, you know, uh, for the next year or two, I'm, I'm cool with that as well. Obviously, either decision is going to be so impactful and, and it's going to be their legacy on who, which quarterback they decide to go with. Um but for me, I think with Brisker, I, Kyler Gordon want to give him his flowers today. Incredible performance. Yeah, there was great. a there was a play just before the half, or maybe it was the third quarter, where he was actually he blitzed. He had two he linemen on the left side, 
two linemen on him. He does like a he gets at first he gets like locked up. He does a spin to get out of it. Goes kind of parts through two of them. Kind of fits right through these you know two large fucking dudes and uh, somehow still gets the sack. Like it was just the effort. Like the defense plays with so much effort. And it's it is it's just a it's a testament to like it almost reminds me of that 2018 or 2017 it'd be like 2018 defense because that 2018 defense was just it's just so impressive on so many levels like today they didn't get the turnovers but the pressure the sacks the the three and out consistently was just impressive. Um, well, here's also a Tyree for you then. Well, uh-huh. here's a question for you then going off of that right because if you said it, you know the defense is playing well we got to give credit to the person who runs that defense, right? Do you yeah. think because of how well the defense has been playing, right? As fluce as the defensive coordinator and the fact that we've won six games and the fact that we're playing better as a team, right? Cause at the end of the day, we did win the game, right? We did not, we did not blow a fourth quarter lead, which I thought was going to happen, right? Because those things aren't happening and more positive, there's more positivity around this team. Does that buy Fluce another year here in Chicago? Do you think Ryan – I think Getsy's gone, but do you think Ryan Poles is – I mean, Ryan Poles is like, yeah, I think we're going to stick with Fluce, especially if we went out nine games? No, it would be eight games. Oh, yeah. You're going eight, to win eight, eight yeah. Wins? Yeah, yeah. Eight, you'd finish eight and nine. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's such – it's just like the quarterback, you know, question – Early on in the year, when you asked me, absolutely. It was such a, a, a no-brainer. But this defense that he is, you know, he is basically um, in charge of has just skyrocketed up the, the what, the top 10, top five in some categories. Um, they're playing so well. Um, he, it's Luke Getze that really is the question mark. And it's like, he's the one that I, I believe was probably gone. But I just, I don't know if they're going to bring anybody back or, or what's yeah, going can, on. And they say anything nobody. like this. <laughs> they so, can bring everybody back or nobody. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. I'm not even, I don't even want to speculate anymore because we just don't know. We won't know until probably a couple weeks after the season. Um, because I don't think oh, they're no, gonna make that, the decision. Oh, you don't think they'll do the Monday? The black no, Monday? Like I don't mostly. I don't know. I just I, I feel like polls is just gonna take his sweet ass time, especially just like how just when it comes to the the quarterback, you know, conversation, the the draft, I, I would not be shocked if they did not wait until the day oh, of, or, you know, round one, you know, and five minutes are on the clock and then the deal is done. I just, I think this one is going to take some time as far as off season dominoes. And, um, but right now I would not be upset if, if Flus came back. Um, Getsy definitely would have a problem with, but if you bring Justin back, do you bring Getsy? Do you keep, keep that consistent for the, you know, he would have, that'd be three years in a row having the same play caller, but it's like, how beneficial is that if the play caller is, is not that great in moments. Like I, I gave, I gave Luke Getze some credit because early on he was kind of cooking. I was like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, he had some that. drives there and fields, uh, even, even the touchdown um, to Mercedes where they, you know, fake the handoff and then fake the, the reversal nice. and, and Fields sold it very, very well. Almost Aaron Rodgers esque a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was great. I mean, he had some, he had some moments, but it's similar to like Justin where he has his moments and then, um, and then kind of just, it's just, you know, ebbs and flows, it, it goes everywhere. And, and Justin overall, I'm not going to be hard on him because I was tough on him last week um, going up going up against one of the best defenses in the NFL, if not the best. And then you go here against Arizona, today, who according to, according to the DVOA um, metrics, that this is the worst in the NFL. So for me, 
He left some throws out there. He didn't have a lot of help. It's the same story every fucking week, in my opinion. And Justin, we probably won't know exactly what he truly is until he has a uh, legit roster around him. And so that could either happen next year in Chicago, where I think they have the pieces. If they keep him, obviously they're gonna. There's gonna be an influx of talent um, on both sides, but more than likely on the offense. And then if he goes to somewhere else, hopefully he does get that, um, get that help. You know, get those weapons. If he goes to Atlanta, you have Kyle Pitts, you have Bijan Robinson, and they're probably gonna have you know uh, some other guys with their free agency because I think they're top ten in cap too. So either way, it's like I don't feel like we're gonna get we're not going to get that answer on Justin for another couple of years in regards to what he truly is in the NFL, because he has those special moments today where I'm like, damn, like that run where I think it was like what 40 yards. Um, but he, what really cracks me up on that run. I tweeted it is he kind of, after he split the defenders, you know, and got like past, you know, down the sideline, he looks back, almost looks yeah, like he chuckles that. a little bit. I was just like this guy is so, so fast. It's, it's, he's, he's the best runner in the NFL. I know Lamar Jackson is up there. But I'm like, I, I've never I, I don't think it's really a question as far as it goes. I think it goes Justin, then Lamar. Um, and I don't know where he's at today because I don't know what Lamar did, but I think he might be he still, I think, is like he was third in the NFL in rushing as far as quarterbacks go, and he played five less games. Yeah. That's crazy. So pretty good. No, it's like we said, we know his we know his skill and running is fantastic. Yeah. There's no it's it's that passing, but but his yeah, passing on the run also is what I love too. No, he's great. But you remember, we talked about this last season. We'd be like, why Pinpoint. don't you roll him out? Why wouldn't you roll him out? Why don't you? But they rolled him out today. They did, and he made plays doing that. That's what I'm so, saying. It's like, you gotta get and I, I really like the throw to Herbert. I like the decision. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I'm talking about the. Oh, that, I'm talking about the one that was the pick. Oh, I think about the rollout. Yeah, not that one. The other one was yeah. on third down. But this one, that I like the idea to go to Herbert in the corner because I think he was open, at least from yeah, the angle I saw on the broadcast. He was open. He just underthrew it. And Justin, for me, what his deep ball is typically on point. You know, and it wasn't I just. That, I mean, was it that deep though? Because they were in the red zone. So it's probably only like a fifteen. It was like a fifteen-yard throw, throw. But yeah. I feel like he's good at those intermediate throws too. Sometimes, but they also go high. Some, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it, I, it's like, I mean, Josh Allen throws like four picks a game, right? So or not that much. But my point is, is people, Josh Allen. The thing is, though, it's it's less about the turnovers. But if you are moving the, if we had more confidence that you can move the ball down the field with your arm, I feel like we would be okay with the turnovers. Because honestly, from an interception standpoint, all year he really hasn't thrown that many interceptions. Like his biggest turnovers have been fumbles, but he didn't. Yeah. He hasn't fumbled in like fumble today. Didn't fumble today. What really so. pisses me off. This is off. I'm gonna cut you off. Last week, that interception at halftime. That oh they, yeah, and they counted. They counted. It. They didn't even they didn't wow. even stat correct it. It came no, out on crazy. Friday or Saturday from Daniel Greenberg or whatever, or wherever he got his information that they were gonna the interception stands. And I'm just like, not that it's a big deal, but it's like it kind of is because now that DB is gonna have. One extra interception. Justin is going to have now an interception on the sack. It just it kind of pisses me off that the NFL continues to kind of yeah, rob him as far as some of these fucking plays or um, penalties that aren't called. And then, of course, that interception. But I'm just going to tangent there. But No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, but here's a good comment, though. He, this, this is true. He does lead the league in uh, interceptions. Uh, in the fourth. I think like – yeah, I think six out of seven of them were in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so mm -hmm. he leads the league in that. He doesn't have – actually, I don't know if it's seven interceptions. I don't know how many he has. He doesn't have that many. But 
all of them were in the fourth quarter, which does suck, right? Because he mm-hmm. is a turnover machine in the fourth quarter. And I actually thought, like, one of our biggest questions as well with Fields was, like, can he finish games? Right? That was I was like, can mm-hmm. he finish games? And, you know, today he did. So, like, if we go back to the original question, did he check the box? I'm kind of like, I mean, he did technically what you need him to do. Yeah. He just wasn't shiny and flashy. Well, from a passing standpoint. So, yeah. I don't know. No, I think it's it's such a it's such a loaded question because I think we're for me personally I'm I'm expecting too much from him in some of these games because I'm like I want answers I want them now you know I want yeah. that instant gratification I want to, I just want to know hey is he the future or hey do we need to move on and it's like you're on the line there and you we won't know until either polls makes that decision or if we bring him back next year, because we're going to find out either way, we're going to find out what Justin really is. We talked about it, but I want to go over something here. Um, And if you guys have any questions in the chat, whether it's Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, or wherever it is, go ahead and throw them in. We're going to answer a couple here. Uh, Probably won't stay too long. We want to kind of enjoy Christmas Eve with our families as well. We just want to kind of get a post game pod out. Um, If you're enjoying the content, uh, go ahead and leave a like sub to the channel. We appreciate it. Apple Spotify listeners. Shout out to you guys. Uh, Vice versa. If you, Listen on YouTube, maybe go to Apple Spotify, leave a leave a review there. And, and then if you're on Apple Spotify, check out on YouTube, see if you like it. Or at the very least, just sub, help us out. Helps channel grow. We're on the road to 3,000 subs, we're almost there. Um, and the sport's been crazy. But this is what I want to bring up. Perhaps end of the show is Trevor Lawrence, right? Oh, yeah, he's um, not been good this year. I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence, man, because like th- there's no talk in Jacksonville as far as um, moving on from him. And he has, let's see here, one – Two, he has two games of 300 plus passing yards in the, in the in the season so far, and he's played a lot more games than Justin Fields, a lot more. Um, I think like four more games. Um, right now, he has 3,736 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 89.1 passer rating, and that's a 65.5 completion percentage. Of course, he did have last year where he had 4,000 plus yards passing, 4,113, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. But this year, Justin, in not not as many games, of course, I think he's missed five games um, so far, or four games. Four games. Justin has 1,976 yards passing. He has 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Um, but as far as, as his rushing goes, this is where it kind of is a little bit more interesting because um, I think Justin's cl- – Closing in. Let me see here. He is on uh, 488. Is that right? 488. Think. Yeah, I mean, I believe you. <laughs> That's what I have. I mean, Damn. I believe you. I don't. That's all he has. I feel like he has a lot more. Yeah, he has only a one game of 100 yards rushing, which was in Detroit, but he has. Uh, this one was his second 97 yards. Anyways, I'm just saying there's a lot of talk about Justin and moving on. And I don't think that question would be there if we didn't have the number one overall pick. Oh, that's locked it. in. That's, but that's but it. it's like there's just the the difference between Trevor and Justin, how he how he's talked about is just so different. And I'm not, and I understand Trevor had a great season last year, but it's like the struggles this year are pretty pretty they, um here's my here's my thing. The Q, first, the NFL is hard. The NFL is hard, right? Oh, yeah. It's, that's why teams every to, week. to win and every week, bro, and then every season, it's it's hard. You know what's even harder? Being a quarterback in the NFL, right? So I'm not surprised by something like that, but the last thing you said is what it is. 
it's we have the number one pick. If we have any pick lower than three or four, I'd probably say, because you could trade up, right? Anything lower than that, nobody is taught. Let's just say we don't have that pick at all, right? It's the Panthers pick. and We just have ours at what, which is like eighth or ninth now. There is no talk about moving on from Fields. You would take a step back and you'd go, Fields has improved year after year. We now are winning games. Defense looks better. Let's get in more weapons. Maybe in, you'd probably still want like a new offensive coordinator, right? I think that talk would still be there. But the whole narrative is different. But since you got that shiny toy hanging in front of your face, right? You have what we call options. That's what makes this conversation so exhausting because now that you have, you know, what's behind door A and what's behind door B, you one of them has to, the you know what door B is, fields behind door b has to wow you so much to not make you want to open up what's behind door a right you know it's caleb or you know maybe not it could be drake right some something's back there but you're taking a risk on it but if you didn't have those options i promise you fields is not playing bad enough to where you're like we need to get rid of them that's not it it's that fields hasn't played great enough to where you're like well Maybe we start over with Caleb, right? It's not really like getting rid of him because we just can't do anything with him. It's like, oh, this option might be just a little bit better. You know what I mean? It's that word temptation is basically what Poles has to deal with right now by looking at, obviously, you know, scouting the prospects that he has. So that's why it's so exhausting because it'd be different. If it was like Mitch Trubisky, where it's like, we got to get rid of this dude. He's not doing anything. Right. And, and like, you know, he's a backup fields, a hundred. We literally talked about it last week about the possible draft, like the what we can get in return for his value, because he's a starting quarterback. Fields is better than at least 15 quarterbacks in this league. I can promise you that. Right. He may not be top 15. Right. He might be 17, 18, but he can start. There's easily 10 plus teams that would take him in a heartbeat. So that's why it's so tough because we're like, oh my gosh, you're not horrible. We like you as a person. We like you as the player. You are playing better, but man, have you seen Caleb Williams tape? That's what the issue is. And it's just repeat until he balls out one of these games. And we thought expectation, like you said, that this was going to be the game. He did it and he did it, but we won. So it's kind of like, well, again, you're not the worst thing in the world. It's not like we have someone back there who, you put Mitch back there, we may not win. Like Mitch now, you know what I mean? So, Fields Yeah, I mean, he was benched for uh, made us, Mason Rudolph, who kind of balled Rudolph. out. Exactly. Um, so that's my George point. Pickens. Like, Fields still did the job. He still did the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can still win you games as a, a starting quarterback. It's just we wish his progress was further. And then we also have that first round, uh, that number one overall pick with not only a number one overall pick, but with air quote here, because they say it almost every year, a generational quarterback in Caleb Williams so no get get out of there with that generational shit I hate it so much it's such an annoying well they say it every year people are like like, oh it's general he's that's like their argument he's generational how can you pass on that it's like get out of here like there's so much more that goes into quarterback play and everything like that don't don't give me that generational it's the hardest the hardest scouted just it's the hardest scouted position (laughs) They miss QBs all the time. They oh, miss yeah. QBs more than any other position. All the time. Well, Look at the person who's going to win MVP yeah. this year. Brock There's, Purdy, seventh round. Look at the first round pick from last year. Yeah, Bryce he's, Young. But he's also, good. but it's all it, but it's all about landscape. It's all about where you go. 
as a quarterback Senior, too. Yeah. And where does your development start? And Brock Purdy, first of all, he is a great he's a great player. He's smart. Right. He's intelligent. He's a sneaky athletic. I, I, you know, better than I give him credit for, at least since I've been watching him. And all in all, it's like, yeah, but he has Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the NFL Hall of Famer. Easy. Then you have um, uh, Debo. You got an insane defense. Great. You got the best Kittle. play caller in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan. You got George yep. Kittle. Great the fact that I just almost forgot about George Kittle. That's how good this Brandon roster Ayuk. is. So I mean. Yeah, Shout out good. to them and, and that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they also did it by giving up how many picks for Trey Lance and they're still this good. I, they're kind of like a cheat code. I don't know how San Francisco does it, but they got that a bunch true. of running backs. Always have a running back, you know, healthy, ready to get. But they are one game behind. So Carolina essentially can lock it up. So if Arizona – Right. If they if, if Panthers lose next week, it's then awesome. it's over. Right. Yeah. Then they locked mm-hmm. it in. Yeah. So we need we're one, that. We need right one now one the Bears are six and nine. Or or if the I think if the Patriots win tonight, because they play at eight fifty. Oh, they might have just started. If they play tonight, I mean if they play tonight. If they win tonight, I think that also locks it in. Because now it'll be a two game lead with two games left. And we would have, and I think the Panthers would Wait, have a tiebreaker. I think. What is the Panther? Right? Who do they play? Wait, what are you talking about? The Patriots, uh, Patriots who they play today? They have to win today? Uh, they play, no, if they win today, I think that also like pushes us up to like 98%. It like locks it in, like locks it in. Uh-huh. I don't know who they play oh, though. Okay. They play Sunday. Well, I know oh, Arizona's play, uh, a big one they there, play, but. They yeah. play Denver. Because Patriots are two right now. Yeah. Okay, Panthers play Jacksonville. Patriots. Panthers. No, they're not. No, the Cardinals are Cardinals are two, two right now. Well, yeah, because they're three and twelve. The Patriots are three and eleven. Oh, because they haven't played their game yet. Right, that's what I'm saying yeah. though. If the Patriots and then win, it, then it goes, go, but oh, then it's strength. Gotcha. Then it's strength the sec- strength of schedule because right now the the Cardinals have the they're at five sixty four, um, and then the Patriots right now at five twenty four. So we'll see. So it, you it, it is about, it's so you fluid, to worry about but, the Cardinals. I got you. Okay. I'm oh, easy. Yeah, both those teams, really. But it, as long as it Carolina loses next week, I think that's locked in because then they would have to lose. Yeah. Because um, yeah. they had to Anyways, win. Though, but the, I think they had to win two out of three. And so they've already lost one. So if they lose another one, they're out. It'd be locked. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yeah. But and then the, the Bears right now, they, they're six and nine. They are actually close to falling out of the top 10 right now. They're eighth. They have the eighth pick in the NFL draft. They are just behind the. So the Giants are five and nine. So, I mean, yeah. they probably won't. It's win, interesting. Man. And then the Jets are six and nine. Vegas, the Raiders are six and eight. Atlanta's seven and eight. So, there's a couple teams here that haven't been updated or just haven't played. So, it's so yeah. fluid. It is so fluid. We'll, be, but, we'll, um, prob- we'll probably be top 10 ish. That's my guess. We'll probably be somewhere between mm-hmm. six and like 11, maybe, is my guess. Our, our own pick. Yeah. Well, you're playing I Atlanta we'll next week, and they're kind yep, of, we we'll, we'll see. Nothing, the thing is, I have no idea what the Bears. Games they should easily win. You're up 21 and nothing today, and it's closer than it should be. The NFL is like that. It's a week-to-week league. Who knows what's going to happen, yeah. but we'll Fast. take it. What, we'll take what it is. But it looks like we have a super chat. We do. We do. From our boy Tito. $5 super chat says, Merry Xmas, boys. That the- it was fun. See, blue as usual. 
bear down. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas to all of y'all. Happy holidays that everyone celebrates. But yeah, the game did seem fun. I had a friend that was there too. I got to check with him to see how that was. But yeah, guess he does uh, does annoy me. He's not he's not fun at times. He is not fun. I really, it's really the short yardage. We have to go to again, but that short yardage stuff because those are so critical because it, it continues a drive. It's third and fourth down. Oh, that stuff is so tough to watch. I'm, I get like, you know what's so frustrating so is having to complain about the play caller every single week. You know how frustrating not that every is? Every week, every year, bro. I feel like we haven't had, I mean, we've been doing this since the Nagy era, bro. Just go get someone <laughs> that, go get someone that is proven. Go get someone that knows at least Matt Nagy wasn't proven. You look at Kansas City right now, still question marks there. Luke Getze, oh, yeah. what was he? Was he a quarterback's coach at, at Green Bay? I, yes. Passing yes. game coordinator, something like yes. that. But he yes. wasn't an OC is what I'm trying to say here. Go uh, the find OC somebody. Is the, send him packing. Head coach. Getze's out of here. If you keep Floose, keep Floose. If not, you go get a top-tier guy. I heard about Mike Tomlin. I like that. Jim Harbaugh, of that. course. First of all, I guess we'll end the show here. Jim Harbaugh or Mike Mike Tomlin, Vicky. If you had a choice, who Ooh. would you want? Uh, that's tough. But I'd go. I'm tough. probably leaning well, towards Tomlin. I'm going Tomlin just because he's uh, in the NFL still, and I think that'd be more realistic. Because I don't know if you saw, but uh, the uh, he he's offered a ten million dollar contract at University of Michigan right now, and then in that contract, which is weird, there's a clause that he can't even like he he his. One year into the contract, he can't break it, which would be weird anyways because you're getting a $10 million extension. But I think he's most like – it's like $10 million, $125 million. I think I think he's saying at Michigan. <laughs> I mean, you follow the money. Now, Tomlin, on the other hand, winning coach, literally doesn't – look at the team now. He's had three different starting quarterbacks, and one of them is named Mitch Trubisky, and they're still above 500. He has not had a season in the, 19 seasons without a, a, a 500 record. The problem is I think it would cost a pick because he's under contract it next year. It would. And I'm not paying, paying a first, second. I don't even want to send be a third for Tomlin. I, I don't think it'd be a first. But it'd Sean Payton. Like, did he get a first? I'm pretty what did he get? sure. I he got like, yeah, pull it up. We pulled it up. Sean yeah, Payton. But we'd have to trade for him, of course. And this could Let's all be speculative. He may yeah. not happen. Listen to this. The Saints will send Payton and a 24 – or the Saints will send Payton and a 2024 third-round pick to Denver in exchange for Barrett – in exchange for the Broncos' 2023 20, first-round pick and second-round pick next year. No, I'm good, bro. Sean fucking yeah. Baton. That's crazy. I'm good, I'm good I, bro. I still no. forget they – oh, my God. No, I'm good. I'm good. I love you. I love Tomlin, but no, I'll wait, I'll wait till they fire you or you – which will never happen, but hey, somehow he leaves. We're not we got, I want to address him. So we got Luca here. says, Dave, my boy, you know Fields is going to stay. It makes the most, most sense. I'm in that. I'm in that boat. I really would like Justin to stay, just because then you could then you could build it. so much. I, he's competent enough, I believe. There's still question marks. We talked about it, but I do believe he is competent enough. If you build around him, that he can do what kind of Brock Purdy's doing, if not more. And I, I just think that that would make that would make the most sense. It would probably be probably the most fun. I don't know. I don't know. We have we have no idea what Caleb Williams Drake May is. That, that's the hardest part here. We can't, I can't project. Obviously, they have some great college tape, but guess who else had great. Zach Wilson, you know, um, Justin Fields, his tape was great. Um, Trevor Lawrence, there's there's guys that are balling in college um, that you just don't know at this next level what's going to what's going to translate and what's what's not. Um, oh, also, yeah, I mean, have, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, no, that's it. 
Um, so, so I was going to, did you, I, I forgot to bring this up, but someone did comment it, but did you see the pregame with polls had on uh, ESPN one? Mm-hmm. I think it was 1000. So I don't, I, and this is a, also a question here by Pam Thompson on YouTube. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, it's, he, he basically quoted like, you know, he needs to see the coaches finish games, but how it was kind of phrased. I was like, uh, that makes me feel like these guys are not coming back. I don't know. Did, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think? Yeah, that let me bring it up here. Okay, cool. Let me. And wh- I'm gonna bring. Yeah, go ahead. Bring it up. Let me see here. Okay, while you do that, I'm gonna answer this other question here yeah. uh, from Luis uh, or Luis on Twitter. He said, "Sorry if you guys already said this already, but if the season ended today, do you think Poles keeps Justin and trades down for a Hall or trades Justin?" Uh, There's gonna be a cop out answer, but we kind of don't know. We're we're on the fence. Uh, we trust Poles with whatever route that is, but. Go ahead, Dave. You can bring up bring up the quotes from uh yeah. From Ryan so on <laughs> this is an article on uh, just sportsmarket.com. I'm just, I think this is where the quote was, at least where I seen it. Ryan Poles just openly criticized Bears coaching for the first time. Um, pretty big deal here. Um, so it looks like let me see. Um, Chicago Bears GM Ryan Poles tells ESPN 1000 pregame show the team needs to learn to finish and coaches need to clean up the details. Um, he also said the future of uh, GM says on ESPN 1000, the future building of this team is becoming more clear. And while your record is what they what it is, they can still look they can still look and learn from the close losses. Um, is that what you're t- referring to? Faking yep. essentially. Yep. OK. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, he's not wrong. Know, man. Absolutely not. It is interesting that he kind of, you know. Ryan Poles is smart. I, I feel like he is definitely going to be here at least for ne- next couple of years. So, oh yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we hang on to everything he says. Like it's just like, oh, you know what? It, it's like he probably laughs. Well, it's because we have so, bro, it's because we have so it's because we have so many decisions coming up. You know what I mean? I just think yeah. this off season, which is weird, because we thought last off season was like such a big off season. This off season, there's so many questions. We're in a good place. But it could like these next decisions in this offseason when it comes to free agency and the draft could really <laughs> shoot this team like into contention. So luckily, I think we both agree that we uh, we we trust polls. We like the moves he's done. He's helped build this team up, I think, faster than what a lot of us expected. So it should be fun. We'll we'll see. We I don't know. There's there's so many questions. and I have no idea what the hell is going to happen <laughs> next week. Someone someone said a uh, prediction for next week as well. I don't know if I have that comment um, in here. H Rob B four five four prediction for next week. We play the Falcons. Man, they're trying to get a playoff spot. So not to go like into crazy details, but I feel like we could. Are you kidding me? The Panthers are fucking playing for a playoff. No, no Falcons. Falcons. That's what I'm saying. Play they're playing for a playoff spot. I think because the NFC South is. I'm garbage. looking right now. Yeah, the Buccaneers, which Baker Mayfield's been on a tear. He's Wait, no, Falcons are. I'm sorry, Falcons are seven eight. Oh yeah, well, no, they're Bucks. in it. It's Bucks yeah. are eight and seven in the NFC South or NFC South. Falcons are seven and eight. Saints are seven and eight, and then you got the Panthers two and thirteen. So I mean, that whole division is not locked up. They're they're all a game <laughs> behind. The yeah, Bucks, so they're gonna so, be I mean, trying to win. They're gonna be trying fuck. to win. So they might bring their best. Yeah, but Good. I mean, I, I can see. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can beat them, but I guess my prediction is like I I don't feel super confident that that's going to be an easy dub, right? And it's not like this week, so I'm not. So we'll see. I'm though. not certain on any of this, to be <laughs> honest, man. Like yeah, I've been, who knows? It, it, I'm like starting to like 
second guess myself with this team because I'm like today I was like oh they should easily put you know together a really good offensive showing it's like the first half was nice and then just like kind of slowed where they had six points in the second half so for me I'm, I'm hoping it's a fun game we'll see what Justin Justin and offense can do uh, but man we're I'm, I'm almost I'm almost like ready for the offseason almost you know I'm just like well, ready to there. get there for for yeah. I, want, I want to get free agency I want to see what 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 coaching staff decisions are made and everything like that but it's been a hell of a season. Um, it has a lot of it ups has. and downs. A lot of uh, those. A lot of those. Hey, week by week, bro. I think that's that's the hard yeah. part. It's but you know what? We've been. I'll say this. Though you remember, you remember the first half of the season, bro. What we were going through. Man, it has been much. I don't care how we're playing now. It has been much better than those first six weeks, right? Like it was like a shit show. Nothing's working. Like it seemed like yeah. everything's gone. And look where we're at now. We actually see the light at the end of the tunnel. And this team, this team is on its way to being a contending team, whether it's with Fields or with someone like Caleb Williams, Drake May, whatever it is, we're actually building the right roster. We're getting the right people in here and we're playing better football. <laughs> what in our last, what last seven, I think we have a winning record, I think, right? We're over 500, like the last seven or something like that. Either way, like we went, we had a streak where we been, didn't win at any. There's been a lot more wins. There you go. <laughs> and been we a lot doubled, more wins. And we doubled our record from last year. So there are positives to end yeah. on. It's it's a great win. We're not mad about it. Great way to have, you know, a Christmas Eve, but still a lot of questions that need to be answered and they're not going to be answered today. That's what I'm asking for for Christmas. I need Santa to bring down the letter of what Ryan Poles is thinking on who he's going to go with in the in the NFL draft with that first pick. I need to I need to know that shit pronto, pronto. Yeah. So my anxiety so my anxiety can be lowered. Please, please. Uh, you get a lot lot to be thankful for. So I, I guess we'll end it here. We're going on almost an hour, but uh, again, if you guys joined us, I know it's Christmas Eve. So if you are watching, uh, we appreciate Thank it. You. But Merry Christmas to you all. Hope you have Absolutely. a great. Great uh, Christmas, great New Year. We'll be back, of course, to preview next week's game um, sometime in the middle of the week, probably Wednesday or Thursday. And, of course, we'll recap the game next Sunday uh, as soon as the, as soon as soon it ends. But, again, if you're in here, if you're on, if you're on YouTube right now, hit that like button if you can. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, the sport has been unreal. We, um, again, road to 3,000 subs. Uh, we'll get there hopefully soon. Lots to talk about, lots to be thankful for. Um, but before we go, um, Vicky, you have anything else, ma'am? Enjoy the holidays, man. A holiday win. Like, enjoy time with the fam. Smile. It's all good. We're going places, man. We're going places. No. Absolutely. Got. Absolutely. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess we'll be on the same schedule, though. I just want to make sure what? New Year's falls when? Is it next Monday? Oh, my God. I have no idea. New Year's is actually next Monday. So, next week, we'll be on the exact same schedule. We should be good. I can't believe it's almost 2024. Uh, but shout out again to everyone that joined us today. The Bears win. Lots to be excited about in the future. I know it kind of gets exhausting um, as far as the quarterback situation, but the Bears are in such a good spot. So many teams, so many fans would love to be here. Um, so we appreciate it. It could always be worse. <laughs> we, it could always be worse. Um, but we will be back um, to, like I said, Wednesday or Thursday, preview the Bears, for, uh, Bears versus uh, Falcons, uh, maybe talk about a little bit of Ryan Pace and what he's doing over there. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but – um, again, sports been unreal. We'll see you next week. Peace.